I remember you and I would be doing these panels when the show was on and people would be like, hey, uh, I got a question. Like, why don't you guys just do like way more bike riding? And I'm like, what? <laughs> don't you know that the music should be solemn? This is Theo Rossi. This is Kim Coates. And this is Theory. Hey, Kim Coates. Hey, Tio, Tio Rossi, what are we doing now? What are we doing here now, Tio? Guess what? What? Our new show, Theory, with Theo Rossi and Kim Coates, yeah. is on Patreon, and it's yeah. live. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it so much fun, Rossi? I mean, all kidding aside, it is fun to do. So uh, our new show is live. You're listening to Reaper Reviews, but our new show, Theory, with Theo Rossi and Kim Coates is on Patreon. So why don't you go over there and check it out? Oh, and if you're here, what should they do, Kim? They should subscribe. They should give a review. They should join. Because we're all in this together. I mean, we have been since last May. And now it's this May almost. We're all in it together, peeps. Subscribe. Review. Get it out there. We love you. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> it is. It is it again. Is. Here we go. Hey, man, I got blue on. You got black on. Your hair's still yeah. blonde, huh? My hair's still blonde. I'm, I'm still working, huh? You haven't gotten fired yet? Still Not working? yet. No, I'm leaving this hotel. Uh, we shoot till 5 a.m. That'll be our last setup at 5 a.m. And then I'm on the plane at 9 a.m. We're squeezing week. this in, bro. We're talking about how busy we are. It ain't getting any quieter for you and I. No. It when is nonstop freaking action. Jesus when Christ. Do you, uh, when do you leave? Monday morning at the crack, right after Father's Day. So it's really interesting. You're you're going back, right, to, yeah. to film. I'm York, going yeah. on to the next film. You are. I know weeks. you are. You're going from one to the other. Boom, boom. And then potentially right to another. Thank God. You know, mm -hmm. super, super exciting. I'll find that out in a minute. And uh, it's really interesting because you and I thought, there was that one moment where we were like, uh, we're not going to be able to do the show anymore. Yeah. Like, this is cool, but we're not going to be able to do this anymore. So I wanted to, I wanted to start this by saying something that I think is sure. really, really interesting that I was thinking about. So I always, I always tell my kids two things. You've heard this a hundred times because, you know, you being Uncle Kim and all that is I yep. say, I say um, awareness. I wish upon you awareness. Be aware. Be aware. Always be aware of what's around you. Always be aware of other people. But also what I tell them a lot is before you open your mouth, open your eyes and open your ears. Love that. If you have the ability with those two senses and you're, you're blessed with those or whatever you want yeah. to say, before you say a word, listen in here. Yeah. So you and I started this show um, in the pandemic because we love talking to each other. We love hanging out. And it's such a cool it. thing. Cool, cool idea. Cool. What a thing to do, bro. I mean, yeah. come on. And, and we realized that we never had seen the show. And we were doing it at random. You remember we were jumping around. We were doing like season three. Killed me. It, season, it killed me. It, it it's still, it's, I'm still got repercussions from, yeah, we're doing season two, episode yeah. 11. Next week, we're doing season one, episode four. I'm going, yeah. Jesus Christ. Theo. We didn't know what we were doing. And, and the truth is, the other thing that was so crazy, and this is why I appreciate you so much. And I really, you know, this is me opening my eyes and opening my ears before I open my mouth. But now I'm ready to open my mouth. I was thinking about this after uh, the last week. Yeah. 
you came on this ride with me. And I said to you, hey, I just, we'll do like one episode here and there. You know, we'll do like one a month. You know, maybe we'll do one yeah. every two months. And you were like, yeah, man, whatever. Listen, you tell me what to watch and we'll do it. And then I started calling you and I was like, hey, hey, how about how about like two a month? And you were like, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm filming. And Hope I'm in, so. Yeah, I'm in Canada. I'm in lockdown. But yeah, maybe. And then I was like, hey, you know what, man? I don't like doing that shit with like interviewing celebrities and doing whatever that the thing that I was doing originally. Right. I said, I, I really would. I really prefer if we just do the sun's thing. And you're like, uh, yeah. So what are you thinking? And I said, Hey, what about, <laughs> what about, what about we do it every week? And you're like, um, are we going to be able to do that? You know, like you're, you're doing me really well. Yeah. You go like, you're going to be filming soon and I'm going to be filming soon. And I was like, no, 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 bro. We're going to make it work. We're going to make it work. And this is when it was really kind of just like me, you, and Justin and Carolyn was doing some stuff and Caesar really wasn't doing the merch. Caesar wasn't stuff. even involved yet. We're talking yeah, like he was August, doing like September last he did year. Our, he did our Woo! graphics. He just did yeah. our graphics, right? Yeah, and brilliantly, I might add. And then my brain, the way it works, my squirrel brain. Crazy. Like, Your crazy like, little brain. I was like, no, no, no. Now let's add merch. Like, I want to do fucking sweatshirts and we're going to do this. And hey, you know what? Oh we're going to do gosh. it weekly. And hey, you know what? We're going to change the name from fucking theory to Reaper Reviews. And and you know what? We're going to do this every week. And it became. You were like a rocket ship. I couldn't contain you. It became a massive job. Yeah. And this hobby took over more. It ain't time. no hobby. No more. No, it took over more time in my life than acting. Yeah. My family was like on the weekends. I'd be like, sorry, I got to record. And they're like, you're recording this hobby that you do. And I was like, no, no, no. I listen, we promised people. And then we made the decision where we listened to people and went, you know what? It's complicated jumping around on episodes, even though we were enjoying it. You guys seem to want to do it in order. Fuck it. We're going to do it in order. Yep. Well, here we are. And we had a conversation last week where we're both filming so much. Thank God. The only reason people even like looking at these two ugly ass faces. Mugs. These mugs is that they like our acting, apparently. Right? Apparently. That's the word on the street. Apparently, they like our acting. So we're trying to do more of that. And you and I are those type of actors that when we get into a project, we usually kind of lock it down. We don't do anything else except for the character we're playing. But we kind of like this little reprieve of having our time together. But we had that conversation that, again, this is people not opening their eyes and their ears. When we had that conversation where we said, we just got to shut it down. And a couple of weeks ago, we had started our other show because we were thinking longevity. When this Reaper thing ends, you and I wanted to do something. Because it will be over in a, in a blink. You are. Soon, yeah. It's going to be over in a couple of seasons, which is less than a year. And you and I enjoy talking about other things. A million outside. other things. Yeah. yeah. A million other things outside of Suns that we were like, let's go back to that original thing of theory. And we'll do like one a month or two a month. And hey, you know what? For all those amazing people that are on our team and help us, yeah, Carolyn, Justin, Caesar, who yeah. believed in us from the beginning, who do it out of their own kindness, wouldn't it be great if they're kind of taken care of a little and this and that? Yeah. We don't give a fuck about us. We care yeah. about them. So we started doing our show over on a subscription service, and, and we were doing theory, and that was great. But you and I were pretty sure 
we weren't going to be doing Reaper anymore because again, we're, it's not like we're with a studio. It's not like we're obligated. It's not like we're, we just did this because we kind of like doing it. So I wanted to say how much I genuinely appreciate you to go along with this wild idea and not just appreciate you, but everybody from Tommy, who's been on twice and DL, DL, Allie Walker, Allie Walker, Dayton Dayton, we got Kenny Johnson upcoming, you know, we we have Kenny Johnson peeps closing next show. Next show. Kenny's coming on. It's going to be unbelievable. And then we're talking about Perlman for the opening of season five. We're yep. talking about Charlie. We're talking about all these people. And we said, man, everybody is doing this for the love of the game. Like, man, just to do things cool for people. And um, I just wanted to say how much I absolutely and utterly appreciate you coming on this ride. Because the truth is, bro. You didn't have to. This was something where I thought, oh, Kim and I'll do a few and then we'll, if we can do it a couple of months later, we're both so fucking busy. I'm I'm in the middle. I moved. I just moved. I'm in a different state every month, you know, different part of the world every month. You know, I mean, if people just go back and look at the history of the show, the backdrop has been like 72 different backdrops from being in closets to being wherever. And yet at the same time, We've enjoyed it so much. And I've always said, whenever we stop enjoying something, we're not doing it anymore. Um, But we have a great team around us. We have great people around us that, uh, you know, I've always felt obligated to. So not just, not just do I appreciate you being on this journey, but I appreciate you making it possible also for the other people well, who are involved. you know, bro, I'm not doing this without you. I mean, you're, you're the catalyst of the whole thing, but it goes back to the old. So thank you for saying all that. And right back at you, but I got to tell you, be careful what you wish for. Mm. Be careful what you wish for, because you and I started out of a closet to hang out <laughs> on the internet during COVID. You would always, and I know nothing about computers, really. I mean, I, I'm still your, your idiot savant in the background. Going, but Rossi, I can't, but, and you're very calm with me. And I appreciate that because I'm a dinosaur. But be careful what you wish for, because this show, Reaper Review to Theory, to what we're doing now on Patreon, coming up in three or four more shows, still giving the odd YouTube here and there and all that stuff. Be careful. No, there's going to be basically no. The way we've done it is, and sorry to interrupt, is yeah. I think the majority of like large clips of the episode will be uh, of the cool of the reviews will be available. The YouTube page ain't going anywhere. Okay, cool. That's really good to know. Yeah, and but you know, bro, like I I got to tell you, I played golf with a guy who's on a podcast last week, and uh, he knows he knows about our show. He knows how successful our show is and how many people are listening and blah blah blah. And he just goes, you guys have been doing this for how long? I went, just a little over a year. And he just goes, how, how, how are you doing it? Mm. I mean, I, I, can't even act, like, I can't even act anymore. How are you doing it? And I go, that's, that's, that's the big question. I know. Theo, Justin, Caesar, Carolyn, and me are figuring it all out. And so it's either we quit or we keep going on what we think might be best for everybody. And so that's what we're doing. And, and this really is, exciting. and this is just, and again, this is where I, I guess that I can't even blame people because they just don't know. It's like here, you know, for example, you're, you know, getting ready to go travel back. And, you know, I'll always say like, I don't ever want anybody to fucking don't cry for me, Argentina. I'm, yeah. My life is good. No. Nope. Right. Yeah. But it's like, you know, 
got up, you know, six in the morning, went for my run. You and I recorded a show already for theory for our other thing. I had to watch the episode that you and I are about to talk about hands and then I'll go in and I'm, I'm filming. My last shot is at five, 12 AM. I already know that. And then I'll be on a plane at 9 AM to go start a new movie. And uh, you know, what I'm trying to do is squeeze in between this, you know, hard, not complaining, but hard, never complaining, never complaining ever. I love all this. And again, this is a fucking hobby. We do this because we enjoy being on doing this thing together. And I think that I've always thought that there was a misconception of that, but again, it ain't up to me to fucking explain it to people. So here's what's so awesome is I'm loving this show. I'm loving sons. I'm loving watching it. It's so cool. I'm so glad that people still identify you and I with it. Yeah. And I'm so glad. I'm so glad that people that this show these almost full four seasons up to season five that we've done, my God, it flew by that has really helped people through the pandemic. I said, the best messages we ever get is that people are like, man, your show is like, help me. Like it gave me something to look forward yeah. to on Wednesdays. It's and, great. It's wow. Great. It was so amazing. And, and the fact that I could revisit sons and hear you guys talk about acting and the people and have these guests on and they see the love that we all have for each other. And um, the only thing I'll say before we get into hands is, um, you know, it's a good time to always go look in the mirror that if you're kind of one of those people that ever feels the need to say something malicious about something you apparently like, the big question is, is, did you really ever like it at all? Because if you did, why would you say something malicious? But again, that ain't for me to figure out. No, that's for you to figure out. So Kim and I, my, my brother, my, my, my friend forever, my family member, and all the other people that will come on this from the great show that we did, Sons of Anarchy, that so many people loved. We've always led with kindness. It's what we do. It's kind of our journey here. I wish upon you the same. And I also wish upon you awareness. So without further ado, you know, you could actually be a little bit of a preacher now if you wanted a minister. <laughs> you could get into theology. There's still time, son. Right. I mean, I'm not a big religious guy. No. I let people believe in whatever they want as long as it's kindness and you you you, you respect your neighbor and, and that whole thing. But that was very, very well said, Theo Rossi. Thank well you. Done. Well Thank done, you. brother. You no, know, listen, we are we are purveyors of humanity, like we just said Come on the together. Right now, come together. This you, show, you cannot, you cannot save society at scale. If no. everybody wanted to <laughs> you talk, said that earlier. What a great quote, man! Oof. You can't, you know, you can nope. talk to people one on one, and they're the nicest motherfuckers in the world. But man, when people get in that comment crowd, when people get in that group mentality, when they could hide behind potato face eight seven nine on fucking uh, a thing. Yeah. They could say whatever they want, you yeah. know, and, and the truth is it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. It's all that's good with me. We, that's why we love this life because it's unpredictable. So uh, without further ado, by the way, this fucking episode is crazy. It's so dark. Holy it's shit. So well, it's so well written. P- Peter Weller directed it. Oh, hands. God. Um, do you want to take a shot as to what? Sutter kind of could be a couple of things, I suppose. Um, but. I got to think it's the beatdowns. Okay. See, there you go. And and I, I think it is, but it's also. Oh, you know, and Tara's Tara, hand. Tara's hand, yeah. right? 
Dr. Knowles. She uh, she got that hand smacked and she may never be a surgeon again. I mean, this is what you and I predicted and tried to remember when we got into season four after season three. Like, here we go. It's about us again. It's about the club. It's a, and, and it's a game changer. Yeah. No shit, bro. Some of the best acting I've seen on this show is no this shit. Season. Yeah. It's happening and, right, and, right in front and, of our face. Yeah. And um, I, I want to start with I mean, and then I'll give go. my. I'll give my honorable mentions out, but so we open with clay at the safe. I mean, he's never had that kind of money in his life. No. And I remember there was a couple episodes ago where we were passing out those big stacks of money. And I I guess, you know, whatever it was 30 grand or whatever's in there. Um, It seems like that's about all he has. He took most of it, right? When Gemma checks the the box after it, he cleared it out. Um, I wrote that he's getting money for the hitman. I assume he's sneaking around. She knows something's going on right she knew she knew something was going on this is she made him promise in the last episode you will not harm tara yeah you won't harm anyone we're done right clay and he goes yeah you got it baby you got it for sure and again this is what pissed me off a little about this and i've told you this is that i feel like they make they're giving Gemma an out and not clay yeah Gemma's getting clean, especially in this episode of a lot of things to truly set up Clay as the ultimate bad guy. Yep. Okay. So we all agree on that. So now we go, Jax is getting ready, right? And I just wanted to point something out just because I don't know what he used in his hair, but his hair is growing at a lightning pace. Oh my gosh. I said the same thing. <laughs> what, what kind of sprinkle, what kind of salt and peppers you got going on there? Holy I think, I think Charlie realized, okay, we got out of prison. My hair was pretty short. Let's get it long again. Let's do the best we can. Let's get some stuff in there. Like it's looking great. Or oh, and I want to. I want to say one. I want to say one. Want to say one thing. When Clay blows by Gemma and says "I love you," that was the most insincere "I love you" in the history of. Oh Tom. my goodness! Love, I don't you. even know why. I'm surprised he even went in for the kiss. I like, thought he was going to walk. I didn't even past. like. I love you. No, no, you don't. And, and guess what? That's yeah. Anyway, keep going. So much tension in that room. So Again. much tension. I also want to let everybody know I had no idea what the fuck was going to happen in this episode. So I was like watching this on the edge of my seat because I'm like, there's obviously. Oh, I, I never know. Yeah, I didn't know at all. So when we do get to this ending, fuck. Oh. So, okay. So oh. Roosevelt, Roosevelt finds out that the ATF took juice. Did you notice the bruises on his face? And who put them bruises there, little juicy pants? Yeah, juicy see, you did pants. get in a couple of shots. Even so though we didn't really see you, yeah. the camera was, you were just going like a like a wild, like a wild man. Squirrel, squirrel style. Da, 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 yes, squirrel. Yeah. And yeah. boy, I mean, you know, Michelli and Tracy and the girls in makeup, yeah. they, they, they do such a great job. You know what the problem is when you got to put those fucking bruises on the face? Yeah, they got to stay on forever. <laughs> Yeah. Until they, until they, until they're not there anymore. Yeah, they, I had so many bruises on my face that there. I remember there was a time when Tracy finally, went, you know what? Fuck it, you're done Fuck with it. that. It's off. It's off. Or, or, I, I go. Or, they just went, went away. Then it just dissolved. She goes, sure. Yeah, sure. I'd be in a scene sometimes, and I'd be like, wait, wait a second, we didn't do the scar on my arm, and they're like, ah, don't worry about it. Ah, don't worry about it. <laughs> so. So here's, this is one of my favorite scenes. And I just want to discuss that when we see Unser all dressed up, setting oh up. Oh my God. He, the crime scene. Do you see the way he delivers that line? Yes. 
she says something's wrong or whatever. And he goes, what makes you think that? And yeah, he no. And he's wearing a mask nine years early before COVID. He's got that great fucking mask on. I don't even know why, but he does. I mean, well, I guess it had to be because the body probably stinks to high heaven. Yeah, high it's heaven. Probably you got, go. you know, maggots all over it. Or whatever. Sure. Sure. But he's doing the whole thing and he is so frustrated. <laughs> what, what Dayton really shows in this episode is that for very few scenes that he's in it, he steals them when he's in it. Every single one. He steals every single one. Every single one. So he's got the goofy outfit on, which is there ain't, there ain't a false beat in his body. That no, point. the way he removes the mask and he goes, what makes you think that? And he's like <laughs> setting it's fucking brilliant, right? Hysterical. So Clay's waiting on this hitman to show up. Um, he talks to him for a minute. There was something happened at the end of that. I want you guys to watch this that I thought was really interesting. And only the motorcycle riders would know this. He starts his bike before he puts his helmet on. I, like, can't, could you stop stealing all my fucking notes? What the I fuck? Mean, I mean, I just said, for? Clay, uh, you know, put your helmet on first. What are you doing, bro? Yeah. Put your helmet on. Then start your bike. You can't. You can't start your fucking. Your bike bike. is the last thing. They're starting the bike is the last thing. If I was there, I would have sergeant armed him. I would have. Come on, helmet on first. Yeah. Hey, bud. What are you going to do next? Not take your fucking uh, kickstand up? Yeah. (laughs) So uh, he gets with this hitman. You know, obviously all is bad. Here's one of my favorite scenes because we don't really ever get to see this. The family driving and singing. This old man, that that that, keep that knock knock, patty whacking. They get the dog dog, give a dog a bone. Great. We never ever went there. Never. So cool. Forgot that we had in this show. Yeah, we did. We don't do that. And there's a couple of moments in this. God, fucking, just the way it's shot, the way it's written, that we see this outlaw jacks. We're gonna see it more in a minute. Of seeing a different life, like the Mayberry life, I call it. Like he's like, I wonder if people actually bought into that. Meaning, Jax is now saying, "I'm with you. I'm taking you up. I'm coming with you. I'm closing down shop. Trust me, this is happening." And then the audience, like us, gets to see him in the car with you know the doc beside him, kids in the back. Maybe this is the way it's going to go. Yeah, maybe. It's actually going to go that way. Maybe he's going to be on another and maybe in like, and, and I'm thinking like, what's some other storylines they would run here? It's like, oh, maybe they're living in Oregon. They're living somewhere else. And then like a hitman comes to that thing and Jackson's yeah, going to come back out. But maybe yeah. we'll do like a good seven or eight episodes of Jackson yeah. living a normal life. Big like art. Works, works normal, in a yeah, normality. hardware store or. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> would have been great. No, it's no. not going to happen. It's not going to last that long. Keep going. Um, You're doing well. So uh, Clay pulls uh, pulls back up, right? He says uh, it's a great shot of him kind of walking away where he pulls all the backup and all that, right? And that goes right into him calling Romeo where he orders Tig right away to track down Jax. Now, again, this is one of those episodes where it's really focused on just a few people. But yeah. we, were, we were always around, right? So he orders Tig right away. Yeah. Go track down Jax. Yeah. Does that basically consist of you just calling him, tracking him down? That's it. Track him down on the phone. Right. Where do you want me to go, Peter? Stand over here. Is that good with your camera? Yeah, that's good, Kim. Call him right there. <laughs> Booney. Then he goes with Juice. Booney's going with Tom. 
you is this okay? We go walk this way. Sure, that's great for the camera. And we did a lot in that little scene because Chibs is concerned about Juice. Yep. But then really quickly, Clay gets caught where he's like, he doesn't want because uh, Opie's like, I'm going to go up to the cabin and oh grab Piney. He's like, no, no, uh, no, no, no. And Opie is, I, and again, I, think I said, I said, I said, Clay says it quicker than a heart attack. No, 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 no don't go there. Right. But we, then, we need, yeah, go ahead. Then we finish on Opie's face being skeptical. And I feel like that's a cheap shot because he didn't know anything. Right. It was overkill. Thank you. It was total for the audience overkill. They know what's happened. Opie certainly doesn't. But Clay was a bit too quick, jumpy. No, no, don't don't bother about that. And but you know, why, but why why do that with Opie? Is that to kind of trick the audience for a minute to go? Maybe he knows. Uh, I don't think it's maybe he knows. I think it's why. Do, why can't I go see the old man? Like, what do you, what do you mean? You're going to, you're going to you have me do something else. Right. He played that's it. Like, weird. He played it like he was skeptical of clay. Well, that's what I mean. It was a weird thing from clay to, to say no to that's all. Mm. Yeah. Really, and I know, and I know Opie's like big team clay at this point. He's all in with clay. Yeah. So this is such a great scene. Jack's talking to this cop. Yeah, it's great. It just, again, the way I still to this day, because, you know, I used to do some nefarious stuff when I was a kid. Still to this day, when a cop's behind me, I fucking literally shit my pants. I'm at 10 and 2. I shut the radio. Don't know why. I'm, I'm with people who always know when there's a cop behind them or they're around them. Yeah. They just I, have a feeling about it. I get it. And I get it. It's just a thing, right? You know, whatever. Maybe it's a New York thing. Maybe it's an everything thing. I don't know. But. To see his reaction, and again, great. that cop was really good. He was really so perfect, good. Perfect state trooper, right? Like a perfect motorcycle cop. To see Jax and then to watch him play, you know, with the baby for a minute and, yep. and kind of do what? So great and so cool. Well, and, it's, it's almost as if Tommy Flanagan wrote the scene because, you know, he loved his beamers, right? Oh, he, yeah. You know, and, and all of a sudden Charlie's going, what do you, what do you, you know, that you're not riding the Harleys anymore. Now nah, beamers are, they're not as, as fast and as loud, but they're more comfortable. They're way more comfortable. I yeah. love the Have ride. you ridden? I've never ridden the beamer. I, I've been, I've been on one. You and McGregor, I've been on his and uh, they're like a rocket ship, man. They're, and they're quiet and they're smooth and the radio works beautiful. It's not, I, I'm a, I'm a Harley guy. Always will be, but they're beautiful bikes. Beautiful. So they're more, and and what it seems like with Tommy and everybody who rides, and they're more for like that long distance, like getting in well, there. Really and, and the cop said it, 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 it's better for his back, meaning Harleys, as we know, we're leaning back. You better have a good back because you're going to be doing that a lot. But the Beamers put you a little bit forward. Your back is straighter. Mm. It's just a little bit of a better on your back ride and they're smooth as shit. Yeah, Flanagan loves those bikes. Um, so Jax is, you know, Seeing that different life for a minute, right? Which we're going to come to hit on a little more. Great more. scene. I'm glad you pointed that out, Rossi. Great scene. It Love really it. is. So Rose amazing. Roosevelt then goes looking for juice. He gets into it with Potter and basically tells him, I'm out. I'm not yep. doing this. And again, I'm so glad I'm watching this because I, as juice, not as Theo, I, as juice, held so much resentment for Roosevelt. And I've now realized two things in watching season four. One, Chibs really went above and beyond to help you. For you. That's number one. 
Yeah. Number two, Roosevelt really wanted the best for this kid. And he like, yes, he wanted to do his job as a cop, but he didn't want like Potter's the real fucking bad guy here. It got out of hand. Mm. You see, when Roosevelt went into that room, which you went into that room and you see this Rico shit and all this and all this and all the people in the typewriters, it's overwhelming for a small town like like Charming. And Roosevelt was, again, like you were between a rock and a hard place, but he's still a cop. He's a cop. He wants to do the right thing. But then the malicious side of Potter pissed off fucking Roosevelt so fucking much, man. Do you realize this scene? First time we've ever seen Ray McKinnon without that brown leather jacket. Yeah. He did first time. And it was like weird. It's like, whoa. And he basically, and that's his office too. I saw some stuff in there that has his name on it. And ultimately he tells him, he basically blackmails him. He's like, yeah, remember you signed something. Yeah. You signed something. So you're under my thumb. We've got you. Yeah, we got you. We've got you. And that, and again, that it just, again, it's showing who the real bad guy is. Another thing that I was noticing, and it sounds strange. Sure. What's his his name's not in this season a lot is Hale Sr. Uh, The mayor. Yeah. Uh, have we even seen him yet? Oh, maybe, maybe. No, no. He was, he was at the, he, no, and he was at when Clay is talking oh, yeah. about yeah. that 75,000 bucks. Yeah, the flower thing. We need a new mayor. Yeah, the new he was there. Thing. No, he, he's, that storyline's on the down low right now. Big time. Yeah. Does that make a comeback? It does. Oh, okay, cool. I have no idea. So yeah. Jax is now, um, Seeing this different life in front of him. He's they're in the, the grass car. now, right? Yeah, they're in the grass. It's like a Levi's commercial. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. I, I just wrote down that our little boy, and they're always twins, people. Explain that to everybody, would you, Rossi? What? They have the to be, boy, well, they have the to be twins. Oh, yes. It's so whenever you see. When uh, you have a baby or a young, they have to be twins because one needs a rest. One yeah. might cry. I worked, but, I worked with the most famous of them all. I did a movie in 2001 with the Olsen twins who started oh, yeah, as did. the baby yeah, on you did. Full House. And ultimately, it's because of a thing called the Coogan Law, which we all know about was uh, because of uh, Keith Coogan. And uh, he was a young child actor that they put all these laws in place for the union. And ultimately, you cannot have kids on set for a long time. So I believe the age is under 18, correct? I, I, I think it's under 16, but, okay, that, maybe it's it, under but 16. it could be. Sure. But you, you cannot, they, they have to go to school. Um, they have to. Oh, they're in uh, school all day. Yeah, they're, they're in school all day on set. They have, you know, teachers in the, in the dressing rooms and all that, or even they have school set up. Yeah. But ultimately, when you get to these really young ages, you can only use a kid for a few shots and then yep. they got they switch them out. Now, the reason I say they switch them out like a, like a shirt is they have twins. They're identical twins. And the kid, the kid who's playing Abel, that kid was so amazing. Oh God. They were that little boy. As they, and, and we used yeah. them. They, they stayed the last three seasons and we used that, those little Abels as they grew up and they were freaking great kids. Man. They got to be much older now. Well, they were probably, that was 2008, 9, 10, 11. That was 10 years ago. They're in their teens. They're definitely uh, 15, 14, 15. Think, think about that. No, more. More. Well, think were, about it. If He was like four in that shot, That's right? like 2011. It's 10 years ago. I think they're like five or six there. Abel? Was he five or six? Sure. I was going to say four or five. But, okay. Uh, but either way, 
who teenager cares? for sure. Who cares for sure? But either way, those kids are going to be 20 in a blink of an eye, and I'm going to feel like I'm 70,000 years old. <laughs> We're going to go to a Comic-Con five years from now. Yeah. Be like 22 married couple of kids. Kids going to pick me up and body slam me. I'll be like, what's up, buddy? I'll be like, Jesus Christ. Hey, Jersey Pins. Yeah. Who are you? I haven't seen you since, you know, I was four. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they're twins. And usually they don't, uh, from what I've seen in the past, and I've worked with many, many uh, uh, kids, is I don't a lot of times the twins don't continue to act unless uh, like they don't continue. They just kind of do it for a little while. The Olsen twins were the most famous by far. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, they're like a global brand. So yeah, pretty wild. So um, Tig telling Clay, he can't get the jacks. Yeah. First of all, can I just say that I don't ever remember Chibs and Tig looking this good. Oh, you guys look great. I, I don't know what salon we were going to. I don't know why Kelly Jones gave us such sexy clothes. I decided to button shit up. For I know a while. what it is. I remember. What, what is it? Dude, what ha- Why? So the show was really popular. We looked like a million bucks all of yeah. a sudden. Like, the show the was fuck? really, really popular. And Kurt, like every year, would do those meetings between the seasons where we would come in and yeah. discuss our character. But I remember in the off season, Kelly, we went to the set. Kelly Jones. And we had money. Bro, we did have money for the first the time. Show had money, <laughs> so because the show had money, she said, "So what do you want to wear this year?" And of course, some people like me were like, "Plain T-shirt, Dickie." I'm good. I don't care. Other people were like, "Oh, this John Varvatos leather, and I want to wear this." And everybody went GQ on them, and uh, we 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 used some tighter. money. I, I Everything had better shirts. Tighter. Dick had better shirts. Yeah, but it was just fitted now. Yeah, there was more time put into it. Yeah. You know, we had tailors. We had things were different. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this is our glow up. This is this is the Sons of Anarchy glow up. We season four, (laughs) we became we went from like the kind of cheap cable show to, oh, this show's got some money. Yeah. And uh, that's funny. So so you guys look. That's funny. Um, You look great. So in this scene, which was really interesting, they say check with Juice's old girlfriend. That's the first I, I ever heard of that. I was it Juice's old girlfriend, or was it yeah. Bobby's old girlfriend? No, check with Juice's old girlfriend, and oh. Bobby says, "Oh, Precious still talks to her." Oh, that's what I couldn't. Oh, great! Yeah. So you had a, you had a girlfriend, did you, huh, Juice? I other work out. I got to be honest. I never really was positive of Juice's sexuality. I didn't yeah, know no, that, and neither were any of us for that. Nobody matter. was, and nor was I. And I always played it kind of ambiguous. That's too I bad. Didn't. We could have brought someone on. I just didn't know. And Tulip. Thing, hey, Tulip. Is Tulip working today? You you had a bunch of scenes where you were with uh, oh, yeah. partners or whatever. Yeah. I, Juice, once, once was on a pool table naked. Once. Yeah, but you remember were. Remember when that was when we were all passed out? Sure. And then I think there was a scene when we were in Ireland where some- yeah. A girl was like on his lap or something. Yeah, that's as close as it came for you. That's as close as it came. So you're pretty happy that day. uh, Well, you know what? Because (laughs) it was never definitive, I always played Juice as like one of the Lost Boys from Peter Pan, where I was just like, he doesn't fucking. It's the last (laughs) thing on his mind. He's like a plant. He's like asexual. Like he just doesn't. (laughs) And and when she says the girlfriend thing, those are those things when you don't watch these episodes where you go. 
oh, that would have been cool if I knew that. I again, and and maybe I probably should have. Maybe I did remember it when the script came. When out. When the script came out. But I think at this point, I was just reading my lines. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're on Juice Island at this point. I was on Juice Island. So Gemma, um, uh, Gemma confronts Clay about the money. Okay. So did you hear the sound that our boy Ron Perlman's hand made when it hit the table? It was like a redwood falling in the Northern California He's got forest. big hands. He's got big hands. He's strong as a bull. And that hand came down on that table. I thought, woo, this is, that is not he said enough, right? Yeah. So he's in the shadows and he's angry. The way, the way he shot that scene. Did you notice like most of his body and his face is in the shadows? Yeah. He, he, was, he was hiding. It's kind of like a Beauty and the Beast moment, harking back oh, to his yeah. other thing. You I know, bet. Where he's like in the, he's in no, the I darkness. Bet. Yeah. Um, it's fucking great because again, there's no coming back from this. And he, you know, she, and he screams at her, you're not a member of this club. You're, you're an old lady. That's all you are. Don't forget it. Oof. That's Oof. pretty much uh, pretty hardcore for, uncalled especially for. those two. Uncalled for. It's a, that was a little uncalled for. I think we're, we have that conversation is about to get finished at the end of this episode. Yeah. And I got to tell you, um, I can't wait to talk to Ron when we do season five, because this is, if he even, you know, remembers this, this is where it all, he he's going. There's, this is, un, he's unredeemable as she says later, there's no redeeming him. And, and that's coming up in a minute here, but I, I'll bring something up. But I also felt that clay, the character, was up against it. He's made so many bad calls. He's made so many bad decisions and he's up against it and he can't stop it now. Isn't that such his life, right? Like I was thinking about this the other day. There are some people that the mistake is that sometimes you get so far down the road of bad decisions. Yeah. That really the only way out of it is you have to start going backwards and yeah. start fixing the bad decisions, get back to neutral and then make the other turn. Right. Yeah. Like, so, so let's say you made the left of bad decisions. Like it's a left of all bad decisions. You can't just keep going. Clay is keeping going. He's full oh, of yeah. gas as opposed to being like, stop the car, throw it in park. I got to reverse. <laughs> I got to start making up for all these bad decisions I made, starting with the cartel, starting with, the Tara thing, the 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 Gemma thing, the de- and you got to start rectifying one by one by one. Get back to neutral, then make the right turn. And right? and then then we would have a very somewhat boring television show. We would. This yes. is this is why we didn't rectify anything. No, because you and I are still talking about it eight years later. I can't even imagine the water cooler talk that people were having to wait for the show a week to talk about what they just saw and what they're going through. No wonder this fucking show is so huge. Do I'm- you think that the the goal from the beginning was for Clay to always be the primary uh, antagonist? I'm not sure primary is the correct word, but yes. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact, and so do you, and so do all the 10 leads on this show, that there was an arc that Sutter had way back in the day with Linson and, 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 and John Langraff said, absolutely. That's the arc. He changed things. 
people got killed a little sooner or a little later, or he brought in different ideas after watching certain scenes and certain seasons. But Clay was always going to be the Hamlet story. Claudius. Yeah. And, 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 and Gertrude and Claudius, that's, that's who those two are in Gemma and Clay. And that's the way it was going to end. And it did. And Claudius is the enemy. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Killed Hamlet's dad. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And Gertrude is as bad as Claudius or is it? Listen, Gertrude loves Hamlet, loves her son, thinks he'll get over it, but Hamlet can't get over it because he starts seeing ghosts he starts seeing a play being played in front of him and Claudius can't, he can't hide something. And Hamlet clocked that then sees his mom and, and she's as bad as he is in the end of that. Speaking play. of ghosts, this oh, is the move. We're at that point. Yeah. Isn't that there wild? she is again. Fucking great. I love it. The Whenever Reaper I see woman. her, it's like a bonus in a video game. Oh yeah. When I see her, I'm like, fuck, this is awesome. <laughs> I just, lo- I just, See, I just go. It. Nothing good is going to happen when nothing she's good is coming from this. But God, I love seeing her on screen because you go, "Fuck, something's about to happen." So, oh, uh, good for you, bro. Yeah, and man. there's the ghost, right? Yeah, there she is. He sees the ghost. She's at the garbage pail. She's doing yep. her thing, and right as that happens, Tara gets kidnapped. Yep. I. T- Totally forgot she crushes her hand. It's fucking devastating. The way it was played, the way it was shot. I, I, to, to just to continue, I actually didn't even remember if, if they took her away. Like, I couldn't remember. I thought, how do we get out of I this? I thought she was on, I thought I, I had this weird picture. And I guess I was thinking back to a couple of seasons ago where she was tied up and all that. Yeah. That was in season two or when, when her and, and McNally were being tied up. Maybe season three, season three, actually. Okay. It yeah. doesn't matter, but yeah, I couldn't. Re- and then Jax does some really nice shooting. Gets the van tire. Blows does. Yeah. And, and again, this is all bad. It's all his fault. Technically. Um, it's, it's everybody's fault, right? I'll tell you whose fault. It's not Tara. <laughs> That's so right. So everybody wanted no. to hate on Tara Dr. Knowles, it is not your fault. Not Dr. Dr. Knowles, Knowles to the front of the line. No, this is not your fault. It's not, not our wonderful surgeon, Dr. Nope. Knowles' fault. It's everyone else's fault. Yeah. And for all those people who, when this show was on, despised Tara's character, Gemma, 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 Tara is trying to break up the suns. This character, this doctor, this high-level surgeon never did anything wrong. No. Nope. Just protected her family, wanted a better life for them. Yep. Silly. And what a, what a beautiful like little love story those two had since they were teenagers. And she goes away, doctor, comes back. Oh, okay, it'll be for a minute. Right. Gemma didn't like her. Hang on. Now they're going to have a kid together. And so it's all going to work out. Well, guess what? Now she wants to be, you know, you know she's going to be killed by Clay. What? And and so many people. I mean, there, there were people what? who literally liked Wendy's character better than Tara. And it's like, Wendy was like, had problems with drugs. She did all these bad things. She did the stuff, left her kids in, in, in squalor, did all that. What did Tara do wrong? Can Nothing. I, can I be the first to say, like, what did Tara do wrong? And soon Nothing. enough, Soon enough, we're going to get to this point where it's going to be really fucking heartbreaking. Yeah. And it's like, oh, my God. So that, again, and we're going to get to a scene where Maggie Maggie just really, they should have just 
put in a wheelbarrow of awards to her. Yeah, she should have um, won a million. So Juice is watching cartoons, which is exactly what Theo'd be doing, um, which I love. Is- so I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say, did you pick that? I mean, whose uh, idea of the cartoons? Did you want that? It was it in no, the script? I think that I asked. I, I kind of don't remember. That whole scene is a little. Like Tony Medina, was he responsible for that? And shit, I think or- we were talking about what would he watch? And I said cartoons because yeah. that's, that's kind of what I do. Um I have this weird thing, by the way, if anybody is on uh, YouTube and if you're watching this uh, via seeing our faces, you're on it. I'm a I'm an 80s kid and it's really cool. I uh, you can choose a year on YouTube and put in Saturday, Saturday morning cartoons. No. Yeah. With commercials. So I every Saturday morning when I'm traveling or when I'm with my kids, I throw on Saturday morning cartoons. They're like five hour YouTube videos. And they have the original, and they have the original commercials from the eighties in them, and it's fucking amazing. So fun, eh? I know it's so fun. I'm watching like Ducktales and GI Joe and He Man, and it's just Snorks and you know everything else and Care Bears, and I love it. Um, so so yes, Juice is watching cartoons. So Clay and crew go to the hospital. You guys roll in. I've o- I've always said this. You've heard this a hundred times. Seeing the sons in the hospital is like seeing, you know, uh, a bunch of alligators walk into a Starbucks. It's just odd. It, it doesn't work. <laughs> and yet every administrator, they don't even look anymore. They don't even look up when <laughs> I walk in or Tommy walks in or, oh, the boys are back in town. That's all it is. A lot of trouble is going to happen. There might be a gunshot, but that's okay. We're at a hospital. And they come in so aggressive. And it's always like, it's like we own the place. Yeah, oh, wait, we kind of did. Kind of did. <laughs> I remember we once, know that we know they had surgeon. That's for sure. I remember once we were all together. Uh, I'm, we're not going to go into the story now. We'll probably do it on the other show. But remember, remember, like when we all went away, when we uh, we went to uh, Joshua Tree, all of us. Never forget it. Right. And we will talk know. about that. That's season five. Yeah. Well, you were trying to get the RV out after we. Oh. Crushed it or whatever we fucking no we we went went to a hole <laughs> and it was like we had Chris Reed and Bobby and and Charlie and you and me and Perlman we had to just try and get this goddamn motorhome this twenty eight footer yeah there was like a lot of psychedelics involved but Ooh. point is oh, what a wild trip that was so point is we all went to a restaurant in Joshua Tree and we were in the middle of filming. And we were in, like, we were in character, like, in a way. Like, we kind of weren't, but when we were around. Couldn't, couldn't other, mistake us. We, couldn't everyone mistake knew who us. we were. Yeah. And I remember Charlie going, hey, hey, everybody, calm the fuck down. Because we went into this busy restaurant, and we went in like we owned the place. And there was like, how many was it? Was it 12 of us or 10 of us or something? It was a lot of us, right? There was more than 10, less than 15. Everyone so say us, 12. Yeah, it was like 12 of us going in there, and the the whole small town was like, What the fuck is going what on? What just yeah. happened? What just happened? We were in you want to talk about one percenters showing up somewhere. We were that. That's what we were we in were. bathing suits, bucket hats, sunglasses, running we all, shoes, bad hats, we sunglasses. Covered in dirt. <laughs> we were because we had camped in Joshua Tree. What a wild. So I was thinking of that when I saw you guys all walk. Oh, that's funny. Though. So Good memory. Um, okay, so Tara's hand is done. Destroyed. It's heartbreaking. Yeah, it's destroyed. Yeah. Um, after we notice that for a second, we get into a very 
silly and uncalled for scene. We go to see the Niners. Oh man, you were there. What what happened here? Well, I just go, okay, like uncalled for. Uncalled for. A Mayan dude shot between the eyes. Then a black guy shot between the eyes. And I, I just what and Jax is yelling again. And everyone's guns are out. And I, I just remember going, I remember shooting this, going, like, why do we have to kill people? What like and why and why is there these shootouts for no reason? Yeah, no. In a close it's space. the it's to pop up the tension. The stakes need to be so high that they're kind of unrealistic. It's like how, kind how do of we unrealistic. Know? And to say, like, how are we oh, not all in jail, bro? Like, yeah, we thought you were the cartel. Meanwhile, everyone has cuts on. Oh, and speaking of, you know, it, I just don't understand that whole thing because it's like, okay, I get it. Because I know that, I know that, and I'm now I'm accustomed to this after doing four seasons. There's a lot of times that I think maybe we're in the middle of an episode and they're like, we need more action. Like, we need, huh. we need action. Mm. You know, uh, make it a gunfight. Make it a car chase. And that, you know, that serves that same audience that you and I would be. I remember you and I would be doing these panels when the show was on and people would be like, hey, uh, I got a question. Like, why don't you guys just do like way more bike riding? And I'm like, what? <laughs> and they're like, we just, we just want to see like riding. And I'm like, uh, that'd be a really boring TV show. You just want to see us riding? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm assuming but we did enjoy those riding scenes. We never we had did. enough of them. We did. They're just not that interesting to watch on television no. for 48 minutes. Right. And I'm assuming that's that same demographic. That's like, yo, I didn't hey. want to see like fucking car chases. And there'll be like, some guns by now. Yeah. There'll be some bullets flying by I now. Don't see, I don't want to see all this talking. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Uncalled for the whole fucking thing. Was just the whole so thing's weird. uncalled for. So, so violent. Uh, okay. Clay tells Jax he's too amped up. Tells him, go back to charm. Get out of here. Obviously, that's there's a double reason for that. One, Sorry, I've lost you. Where are we now? That's right as we're coming out of the bar. Oh, okay. Right out of the bar. You didn't even write it down because I didn't write it. Down. it was, you thought it was insignificant as he tells him, get. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You go back to Charming. You're too hot. Um, ultimately, I'm going to handle this. Now, Clay's doing that for two reasons. One, he doesn't want Jax around because he's about to do some devious shit. And yeah. two, he knows that Jax is going to go in and all he wants is Lobo. He wants the cartel. But Clay is still trying to figure out how to fucking make this thing work. Yeah. So here's what I'm a little confused about before we go any further, because we're about to go into that Margaret scene. Yeah. Who kidnapped Tara? Who? Yeah. Okay. So Romeo and Benito. Romeo makes the deal with Clay. $30,000. Keep it on the down low. Romeo cartel is going to get a guy to wipe her out. So that was Romeo. That's all Romeo. Romeo was going to kill this, this, this doctor. Her name was Tara. No, no. I'm going to disagree with you. Okay, go. And, and we'll see if anybody writes anything about this. After Clay says, you got to shut it down. Jax is with her. Yeah. Shut it down. Romeo says, can't do it. He doesn't connect with anyone. He doesn't talk to anyone until after the job. Correct. And then they call the guy. Correct. He, he said, no, we're not. He goes, it's too late. Can't do it. It's, it's, it's not happening. And then when Clay leaves, Benito and Romeo and go, okay, we'll call the guy. Well, right. We'll- and here's why I think they do it. I think they do it 
because they, they want the Suns to be angry and they want Jax to go after Lobo, their competition. I think that's completely correct. I, okay. I thought you were just literally asking, but I, I was just reminding you, it yeah. started with Romeo. That's exactly right. Because they could have easily called the guy and said, don't do it. Anymore. Don't do it. No. Right. But instead they're like, oh yeah, they want more mayhem, the better Lobo, but they want yeah. to get them out of there. They want to fight them. They want to shoot them. There's no doubt about it. But wasn't it when they took their hoods off to to like white guys? In the in the van? Yeah. I, I don't remember, but I do remember someone going, Hey, you guys okay back there? Yeah. Like, what? What kind of ad lib is that? You okay yeah, back so there? Again, maybe somebody can explain that a little more. I'm just a little confused about that scene. Okay. So Margaret rolls up on Gemma. I gotta tell you something. She ain't taking any shit from me. Oh, I just went arms crossed, gonna confront the bitch Gemma in the chapel. She's definitely Team Tara. Oh my god. Margaret is having no more shit. Uh-uh. She's behind her. It's really cool scene, man. She is not really cool is, scene. It is not. It's not happening. She ain't having it, as they say. No. She's going at her, and Gemma doesn't know what to do. She knocks Gemma down a few pegs. She basically tells her, "I'm not scared of you. What are you gonna do? Yeah. What are you can do beat me up. Yeah. Can't do anything more than that." <laughs> um, it's great. So, um, Juice is there as they come back. He assures Chibs that everything's okay. Right. That's kind of this. I remember this scene, Weller, Weller and I had an argument about this scene. He's like, I want you to put your hands on his bike and push it back. And I was like, I don't know about that, but I got to tell you, it kind of looked pretty cool. Um, so I, I was wrong at that point because I know that I was fighting against that. I don't know why, but I thought it was weird that I'd be like walking his bike back. But it No, also, that's actually, and, and you know this, you're a bike rider. That actually helps a lot when you, when you back it, it up. It does. Push. You're helping him. You're helping you're him help park it. Sometimes up the hill, sometimes just along the side. Yep. Get in the front, push. Yeah. It, kind of, it, it, it looked really natural to me. Actually. It did. And it showed it showed their relationship again. So I, uh, he assures him again that he's OK. So Clay goes to meet with Cartel. You know, they want everyone to think it's Lobo. They want to take out Tara. This is that moment where Clay meets with them and tells them that, you know, what we just spoke about. Right. And, and I, but I got to just say, you know, what's so weird about that scene. What? Like. Fucking Ronnie, the shit that he had to say sometimes. I mean, he goes, you guys crushed your hand. Wait a minute. You wanted her dead. <laughs> you wanted her dead. That's a good point. No. And Ron's good. But you crushed her hand. I know, but she's well, going to be dead. But you paid $30,000 to wipe her out. Yeah. So you should be happy it's just her hand. So don't, don't, don't give writing for the sake of, oh, we should feel a little bit for Clay in that moment. Right. He wanted her fucking dead. If anything, he should be sweating or he should be cool or something's like, I don't know what, punching somebody or fucking running out of charming. But, you know, you can't go. You crunched your hit. Well, you wanted her dead. So fuck off. Yeah, that's I didn't. It's such it's a not, great it's not very good. Writing Why right? would he be mad about that? You're no. right. So. Her hand is set after the surgery. Um, they tell her she won't have use of her hand for a little while, oh. you know, whatever. How good was Tara in that scene? I, I'm fucking literally blown away. So here, it's not there yet. This is when he first tells her. Correct. And they cut away for a second. But Correct. you're starting to see the build. And you as the audience are like, oh, my God. Right? You're starting here, to here, here, here it comes. Yeah. Here it comes. In between that scene, before we're going to get back to that amazing sure. scene, Gemma confronts Clay. And here we go. Brings up JT. She shoots at him. 
and he hits, then she hits him. It's a brawl. It's ugly. And I wrote, it's very hard to watch. It, it was so hard to watch. It was so brutal. I mean, we, everyone in the world knows how you and I and most everyone should. There, there's, there's never violence that needs to happen anywhere. Ever. Certainly not, not to women. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Not even a nothing. Don't even fucking raise your voice. Yeah. That scene was all in. It, it had come to a point or I think it was just shock and awe. It was so hard to watch, right, bro? I can't believe he went. I can't. And again, this is years ago, 10 years ago, whatever. I can't believe he went like closed fist. Like he was that he was he was told to. That was that was exactly what that the, the stuff that Ronnie and Kurt would talk about and agree with and disagree with and agree with and disagree with. It was hard to watch. It was really hard. to. And the rings that he wore. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck, man. And, and again, you saw it coming. The buildup, the chase. Brutal. Oh, and one more thing. Did you see, like, I know Perlman did pretty much as you and I did as many stunts as they would let us do. Katie, that was Katie who fell on the floor. Across the table. Yeah. Across the table, down on the floor. That was her. I I froze it. Hats off. And hats off. The case and all. Bravo. She freaking did most of that shit. And more importantly, like, people don't realize that Acting strange, right? The bravery it takes, like to to get in there. I've, I've, you know, we've, you and I have both played like really bad characters, and the main thing you're 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 always asking is, are you okay? Are you okay? Is everything yeah. okay? Is everything okay? Because you're in such an emotional place, you know yeah. what I mean? And uh, and man, good on Gemma. Gemma's uh, man, all the accolades she gets for the shows are deserved because ever since yep. that fucking season two stuff on. And no wonder, no wonder, Rossi, when we talk about this, you know, a bit, uh, the recast of Ron Perlman and, and myself and the pilot way, way, way back when the chemistry that these two have, yeah. that the, the Katie and Ron have together from the love to the kissing, to the to, hate, to, to the hate, yeah. to the dis, dis, don't trust anymore to what she says at the end of this episode, which we'll get to. You can't just make that up. No. You either have that chemistry or you don't. The shit between you and Chibs, me and you early in the comic shit, you either have that chemistry or you don't. The Opie and the Jack shit, you either have that brother chemistry or you don't. And that was in spades in this episode between Clay and Chibs. I I couldn't agree more. This The the chemistry in this episode, which people don't realize when you say chemistry, you always think it's a good thing. But sometimes when you're playing a bad person and a bad thing, the chemistry is almost more important. Oh my gosh. Good, good point, Rossi. You just need it because you got to have a trust. And there's so much. Thank God we were all so close in this show because what a trust factor we all had. Were we ever, you know, and there's going to be so much more of that, but just an incredible trust factor along everyone. Um, Okay. Oh man. Jackson Tara. He's feeling the weight. Um, it, this could have, you know, it's so funny. You think like this could have been this turn in the story that could have went the other way. Right. If she didn't, if this didn't happen to her, she's numb. The trapped and charming stuff, the stuff she's doing that, whether she be on morphine or, you know, whatever they have. And it's a fucking heartbreaking scene. It's heartbreaking. The whole scene is their, their, their life was fate. They say it. It was charming fate 
and it, it's just that that's the fate. It's kind of sad. That's 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 where we're going with this. Did Hamlet have a uh, like a relationship in Hamlet? I'm trying to remember. Ophelia, yeah. Ophelia. So that's Tara, right? Well, it, a lot of people think it was Wendy because Ophelia took her own life. Mm. Her and Hamlet were, you know, she kills herself. It's so sad. It's so rips your heart out. Couldn't get through her. Couldn't save her in time. Mm. That was more like Wendy in a way who had the mm. drug problems and stuff. But it's Tara as well. I mean, that's why the Sutter's always said this is thematically like Hamlet, but it's not Hamlet. It's just thematically. Well, I think so far up to date, this is Maggie's best scene by far. I think that she, you know, it's not just about the tears. I was crying last night. Me too. And I got to tear it up, bro. It was two in a row. Two in a row. Two in a row that just really kicked the shit out of you. Rips your heart right up. Yeah. I mean, this is one of those episodes that back in 2010 or 11 or whenever it aired, you didn't eat your popcorn in these two scenes in a row. No. You're sitting there. You're, you're kind of like a little. You're sitting. Yeah, you weren't leaving the chair. You, no. Yeah. You're going, mm-hmm. holy shit, this show just got super real. Um, Roosevelt confronts the club, confronts the club, says he needs to talk to Juice. So I have a question here. Why does Juice not have his cut on? Oh, my God. Maybe you've been, you know, I mean, again, we're not. Again, no, this I is. I had this- it on when I was with Chibs. Where is it? Oh. I had it on when Chibs came back. I said I had to go clear my head. I had my cut on. Why am I the only one in the hospital not wearing my cut? What was the point? Did I forget it when they were wiring it? What happened? It's still on a chair. <laughs> no, Brando. Brando was taking a pee. And Brando was your boy, you know? Yeah. And and I'm sorry. He yeah. just forgot it. We were and you were so fucked up as juice anyway. No one really gave a fuck, and you should have had your cut on. No reason. I'm the. I had my hoodie over. I mean, we go in and out of this hoodie over the cut, hoodie not with it, over it. We're all over the map with that shit. So I think by that point, it was like, ah. No, literally makes absolutely no sense. Oh, good, good Um, pickup. I got to watch that scene again. So when they connect him and Roosevelt, uh, Juice and Roosevelt, and he apologizes, it's really interesting that Juice kind of had a hard time receiving that apology and it just fucks him up. I think even more where he's like, but wait a second, like you're the enemy. Like, why are you apologizing? Do you remember that scene? I do. And I remember, Good. remember it because I remember the way Good I was saying the huh? way I was playing. It was, what am I supposed to do with this? Like I'm already, I'm already fucked. Like I'm supposed to hate everyone, you know, and I can't, I can't forgive him, but yet at the same time, I know that it's not the, the world is really revolving around around you right now, bro. Juice's world is so fucking crushed right now, and we don't know where it's going to go. You don't know what you're going to have to do, and you're in such a fucking pickle. You tried to kill yourself, couldn't do that. You've come back to the club. You're lying. Uh, Rockman's now apologizing. Yeah. Link oh. has you by the nose hairs. Yeah, you and Clay. I'm sorry, but there's a real similar, freaking caught, yeah, feeling. Ultimately, we come together, and ultimately, you come together. And same with Gemma and I too. Yeah, and same with Wendy and I. I mean, Juice yeah. really started molding with all the uh, or melding, I should say, with all the kind of broken hearts club. Yeah, the broken hearts club for better. Yeah, for yeah, sure, for better or worse. And I don't mean that like the the ones who just were kind of fucked up you know i'm, I'm broken come over here juice yeah hey i'm, I'm broken too juice come on over here 
and I guess it was, we would have never known, but I would have liked to see more stuff maybe with like, I, I've always said like the thing, obviously the Tig and Juice relationship, we just really dropped the ball on in every way because we had teed they, that up. They, they just realized that we the, teed the, that up. The, the humor that we had, oh, we the teed fun it that we had. It just, the, the show stopped that level of humor. So they just stopped writing for you and me. I, and, and again, Together. I don't, my God, it could have been so interesting, right? In, 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 so well, you funny. wait. I don't know whether you remember this or not. You wait till season six or seven, six, seven, when, when you're on the run and you, and, and I, I have a couple of scenes with you where I incorporated my, my love for that kid, my, my, my understanding of the, the lost boy in juice. Yeah. And we'll talk about that when we get to six and seven, because I, I remember doing it and it was fun to do. So, Tig and Cruz C. Jax, you uh, did something that I haven't seen you do in a scene, but you did it in this. Do you know what you did? I'm sorry. What's, what am, where am we now? This is when you guys see Jax sitting there. In the hospital? Yep. You know yeah, I gave did? him a couple of hugs. Couple you of did. You hugs. gave him two hugs. I, and I don't even hugs. know why. One, one would have been enough, but <laughs> I think I read the script that week and I went, boy, this guy's going through a lot. I'm just, I'm just looking good. I'm in really good duds right now. Got a great yeah. shirt on. Tommy and I think we're like, hugs. I give him two. two hugs. Yep. One wasn't enough. No, that was weird. eh? It was weird. Look at the Canadian coming. That was weird. eh? like, that yeah. Was, and you know, so it was sweet. weird. eh? I got to tell you, it was even weirder. eh? He's a, uh, <laughs> they kept them both. You would have thought they did. They like, should cut that you, shit out. Yeah. You would have thought in the edit, they would be like, wait, didn't he just hug him? Maybe, maybe we don't need to put the second. Oh, we'll put the second. Hug? Okay. We'll put the second. Hug. <laughs> I have a feeling that the Tig was fighting with Clay so much that he decided to go over to the Charlie chair for a minute. Yeah. And Charlie was so fucked up that he just, whatever was coming his way. I'm sure I made up both those hugs and he was into it because sure. he was not in a good mood. Well, then Jax wants to talk to Opie, tells him he's yeah. leaving Sam Crow. Opie's devastated. Obviously he's confused. Devastating. Donna comes up and, uh, and that's when that's the impetus for Jack's telling him to go talk to his family, yeah. um, which is going to get him. We, we, we know sooner than later to get to Piney. Right. Yeah. Um, and then we get to juice on the move, right? Clay pulls up juice, juice is outside. Uh, Clay pulls up, checks in, walks past everybody. Doesn't even fucking say a word. He's, He's sleeping. He's sleeping there at the clubhouse. Sleeping there, and you guys notice something's wrong, but you don't know yeah. what. Yeah. And then we get to this final scene, which is probably one of the better scenes I've seen on the show. Played brilliantly by Dayton and Gemma. Yeah. When you when you are given makeup, like I had for Officer Down and countless others, when you're given makeup, when your fans and your family see your work in that Kevin Hart thing, bro. Because mm-hmm. I've been lucky enough to be your BFF and see a few photos on the side. When you have makeup that that Katie had on, and it's done so beautifully well, and then you play the scene with the hurt, and because she already did the scene with with Ron before, they made sure that they shot that scene first, so she would remember it inside of herself. Mm-hmm. And then you bring in a guy like Dayton Callie, who's loved this woman since high school, and you put him down in a chair, and he sees her face for the first. Get the fucking cameras rolling right now. And his reaction, his reaction to seeing her. I can't even. 
Because it's so dark in there. And what I was expecting, sometimes I try to anticipate what the lines are going to be. And he, I thought he was going to say, like, why is it so dark in here? That's what I was thinking he was going to say. But he didn't say that. But when he sees her, his fucking reaction, and then the camera finds her, and your reaction is like, oh, my God. Brilliantly edited. Brilliant, brilliant edit. Great, great direction. Great acting. Great writing. Horrifyingly sad. She says, Clay can't be saved. No, that's right. And uh, before that, he can't. So Dayton, what Dayton's doing there is he's kind of melding like mad and angry and sad all at once. He just wants to do something. Tell me what I got to do. I'll do whatever. Yeah. Even immediately says, I'll set him up for Piney's murder. I'll pin it on him. And, And she says, no, she doesn't say he's going to die by the hand of the son, not a son, the son. Yeah. He's going to die by the hand of the son. And wow. Come on. What a fucking foreshadowing moment of an end. Like no, who would have thought about that? Who would have thought when she said that what was coming? Yeah. No shit. Fucking a man. Fucking a, what a, what an episode, what a, what a show, what a, what a, what a fuck man. Okay. So look, yeah. I'm just emotional talking about it again. Now look, so next week I'm in freaking New York. I have no idea when we're fit, I'll be fitting in it Georgia. in, I'll but be you'll in be in Georgia. Georgia. We're going to fit it in somehow. Uh, and yeah. we're going to get our, our boy, Kenny Johnson. He's coming yeah. on happily. He can't wait. I mean, thank God we can't arm wrestle over zoom because my arm. Yeah, we got to figure it out because I'm not, I, this movie's so weird coming up. I'm not off on the weekends. I'm off. Like, I mean, I'm sure we shouldn't be talking about this on air, but fuck it. Who cares? No, fuck it. Who cares? Right. We'll figure it out. Bro. I'm off. Yeah. I'm off in like the middle of the week. So let's talk to KJ and figure out when we can get Kozik. Yeah, on. Yeah. See, and I got massive day Thursday, Friday. So we got to figure what, this like, out. Yeah. Maybe I'm hopefully I'm working nights on the weekend and we can do it. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure you know it why, out. Kim? Hey, you know why? Because you and I care. Because <laughs> we because we do care. Because we care. You. Even though we say who cares? We we, that's why we say it. Because we care. Because we care. Hey, love you, brother. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. You know how much I love you, buddy. Yeah. Love hey, you. safe travels and all that shit, bro. Yes, sir. Love I you. Can't wait. Love you. See ya. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. You know the deal. Theory Pod, hashtag Theory Pod, capital T H E O, small R Y, capital P O D. If we're talking Reaper reviews, it's the hashtag Reaper reviews with the double R. Go everywhere where the where this podcast is available, and go subscribe and follow Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, wherever. And uh, and then if you want to see the videos, go on to YouTube and subscribe to the page. We got some cool stuff coming. Um, like I would say. This life goes by in a blink, so stay up, stay awake, keep being the example, um, and let's keep making a difference, all right? All right. Hey, yo, shout out to my crew, the Theory Team, the team, okay? Starting with my incredible editor, Caroline Kawash to the incredible design skills of Cesar Arvello, to the other designer slash web slash everything, Justin Tordella. Go look them up. Go follow them. Go thank them. 
they're an incredible team and I wouldn't be even remotely able to do a second of this without them. So shout out to the entire theory team. Uh, or as we say in New York, big up, um, incredible people, incredible humans. And I'm fortunate and proud to have them.